I hope you fellas are all snuggled up with your favourite brand of cocoa because we're back with another episode <laughs> of Theory of Anything. We're talking <laughs> movies, games, technology, and whatever might interest us. I'm your co-host host for this evening, Mr. Ford. A uh, big welcome to the boss man, co-host Andy. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing this fine day? <laughs> I'm all right, thank Well, no, I'm not. I'm not all right. Oh, I'm not okay. I'm a bit sad. What what darkens your cloud this day? I made a boo-boo. I killed my iPad. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I poured a liquid beverage all over my iPad. Why? Liquid beverage? Yeah. Well, if truth be known, it wasn't me. It was my bag. I have, as you know, a man bag. Hands yeah. up. I <laughs> no, have yeah. a man bag. Okay. In which I keep my notebook. Beverages. My important pieces of paper, my glasses. When you get to my age, you need a pair of glasses. And a six-pack of Stella. The usual important <laughs> stuff. And six-pack six of Stella. Yeah. No, no, no. We know. Don't worry. Anyway, I went to the cinema at the weekend to watch... Um, oh, not very good film. Um, oh, yeah. Cats. Yeah. No, it wasn't Cats. <laughs> it, it was... Bad Boys for Life, but I won't uh, be talking about that today. Um, wasn't impressed. While I was in there, the uh, beverage of choice spilt in my bag, and I didn't know about it. Oh, and when no. I got home, my iPad was super hot, super oh. conducted heat hot, and it hasn't since worked, so I'm iPadless. Oh, gosh. So I'm not very well. I'm not happy. But Ouch. no, sorry, enough of my woes. I'm sorry to go yeah, on about that. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. And so, back, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back by popular demand is our, our <laughs> understudy co host, Devon. Hello. <laughs> How fair is your day? Yeah, it's, better? it's going all right, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's my birthday soon. Oh. So I'm excited. Um, but yeah, everything's, right. everything's good in my hood. Um, have you put, put anything on your wish list yet? I have actually. Uh, uh-huh. Go check it out. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I'm also going to see, as we mentioned it before in this podcast, 1917 tomorrow. Yes. Possible. Oh, well, I don't know. Then. I think it's technically a secret, but I don't know. Um, it's <laughs> a bit in IMAX. So I'm very excited for that. Is it a you secret from be. whoever you're taking with you? No, you <laughs> surprise them on the day. Hey, it's my birthday. Yeah, exactly. We're off. We're off. Yeah. yeah. No, but that that should be good, and I'm oh, yeah, I'm happy. So yeah, you should be very uh, happy. Present. That. Yeah. That's good. Uh, cool. I think tomorrow's the last day that they're showing it. So. Oh really? Got to get it in there. Yeah. yeah. You'll be glad you went. Yeah, it's yeah. a great film. Lovely. It's not flawless. It's got a few things that I would say, mm, yeah. but no, it, it on technically, visually. And if you've seen it in IMAX, the audio is stunning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough of me. Enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but nothing, no, no uh, technology broke on you this week. No, no. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shall we um, do pickups on our previous episode? Any, uh, anything you want to mention? Okay. There is a couple of things going back to movies again. In my last segment from last episode, I did comment that. Um, Unfortunately, the film called Just Mercy didn't get um, nominated for Best Picture. In actual fact, on further investigation, it didn't get any nominations, which is a huge shock. And I think I said, 
hopefully it will get nominated next time, but it won't. It should have been in this year's nominations. Ah, um, so that's a real drop the ball by the Academy. Um, well, maybe it's just not any good. <laughs> no, there's been lots of talk online about it and the people are upset that uh, it didn't get anything. But on a lighter, happier note, you asked Dev Ford, I think it yes, was, Ford asked was. about Endgame. Oh, yes, um, yes. You, you were surprised it didn't get Best Picture nom. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it did get a nomination oh. for Best Visual Effects. So that sounds very good. Let's hope it wins. I'm not sure who it's up against in that category, but you'll have to look and watch out. We'll probably comment on that another time. That's I all that's I wanted fair. to add. Sorry. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's fair, but I have to say I've, I reckon it should have got all the nominations for everything. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in every category. In every category. <laughs> and, and have won, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I also want to give a shout-out as well to E. Dingwall, who commented on our... Um, I think it was number one podcast on YouTube, um, yeah. asking for a link to the the thing that I was talking about, which is a video talking about all the good things about the prequels, almost specifically episode three, Vengeance of. Mm-hmm. So that's now in the description of that video. So go check it out. Excellent. I mean, uh, it's quite good. Cool. See if it persuades you, as did me. Mm. Yeah, so. Prequels are good. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a worthwhile video to watch, actually. I did do that after you challenged me on it to do that. So, uh, yeah, it did help me to gain understanding oh. on your viewpoint. We have to be open-minded, don't we? We do sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, not all. Not all, time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, shall we sideswipe into our first segment? Let's go for it. Caps, segment, subject, subject. Okay, so it's me first this time. Um, now, I'm going to prefix everything I'm about to say by just saying I think it's clear to regular listeners that we are all Christians who who participate in our chats on this podcast. Um, so, and I think I've mentioned before that, you know, it kind of, when you have a faith like that, it does... Um, permeate every aspect of life so we we view our uh pastimes and our passions in other areas of life but we review it through a christian reflective lens as it should every aspect of life but so i'm going to talk something which is a bit more spiritual now mm-hmm. uh, for the last three episodes we've touched on stuff but there's never been an actual segment that you could say was spiritual yeah so, um, and I thought, what can I talk about briefly? Because I'm not here to preach. That's not my aim at all. I'm going to mention a couple of verses from the Bible, but I also wanted to talk a little bit for a few minutes about something that I think uh, even a non-spiritual person would say, yeah, I can go along with that. Okay. And that is, I'm going to call it the power of what we say or word power Ooh. word power the power Sounds of good. our words yeah okay so i'm i'm a strong believer that what we say is important our words can make a big difference in people you hear that phrase don't you sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never mm-hmm. hurt yeah it's so not true we we've all probably been hurt by something that somebody said haven't we 
mm. it's a great thing to probably say to kids in the playground don't listen to them you know um, but in reality life isn't like that is it uh, what people say to us can be painful and can have lasting effect mm. um so the so i'm a strong believer that words are important in fact for the christians out there listening we all know that um god spoke you know in genesis we read about god speaking that the uh the world the universe into existence he used words to create creation um and even going further forward in the bible in the new testament we hear about the word of god and the word was with flesh yeah. in other words talking yeah. about um jesus, jesus himself in body yeah. yeah that's right so even jesus is referred to as the word so that word word is mm. is is significant in the bible mm. i'm going to focus quickly i'm going to mention a short passage from the book of james now james is a great book it's probably my favorite yeah. new testament book in the bible um for this very reason it's an, a subject i'm interested in um and i'm just going to read you a few verses from the message version in james chapter 3 uh verse 3 to 6 are you ready i'm ready couldn't be more ready yet. okay cool are you on the edges of your seat actually yeah. well i got my legs <laughs> up, but yeah okay <laughs> very good so james 3 3 to 6 a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strong winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark Remember, to set off a forest fire, a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. Mm. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos, throw mud on a reputation and send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it smoke right from the pit of hell they're powerful words aren't they that's just a few verses from james and what i wanted to do we'll hear what you want to say about those words and your whole thoughts on the subject and i'll wrap up a little bit but um there are so many passages and what i might do is ask trinity to pop into the video description on youtube some more passages that people can look into on their own time but that, that, to me, sums it all up, those verses there in James 3. Yeah. About, um, you know, like a, a bridle, a, a bit in the horse's mouth, steering a whole horse. A rudder, if you think about it, a rudder on a ship is so tiny, isn't it, in comparison to a large mm. ship, whatever your size your boat is, whether it be a, <laughs> a rowing boat or a, a huge cargo container ship, container cargo ship, um, mm. they're in comparison to the size of the actual craft, the rudder is a very small part. Yeah. And just like our tongue is a very small part of our physical being, it is so powerful. Mm. It can it can lift up and it can pull down. 
So that's my intro, really, to the whole subject. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think that's very very interesting. I mean, the verses that you read out must um, correct me if I'm mistaken, but it was very focusing on the things that can go wrong. Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, meant, yeah. Well, obviously, there's another there's another verse. I can't remember where it is, but um, it says something like um, you you speak out your word and it will not return to you void. Yeah, meaning that obviously your word does have power, and you speak out, I don't know, health mm-hmm. or blessing or whatever, yeah. over a person or over your own life as well, and it, it won't return to you void. And I think that's very good as well. So my my uh, sort of takeaway from this is well, maybe not a takeaway. My problem, I think, is. Where do you guys come down on the name it and claim it crowd, you know, mm. with the whole prosperity gospel and mm-hmm. mm. God just wants the best for you and that's all there is, sort of. Well, maybe not okay. that's all there is, but do you, do you guys embrace that kind of theology? Do you think that's Do you want to answer that? I mean, I think um, God does want the best for us, but what the best for us isn't always having the most money and being like hugely, I don't know, what we would call worldly wealthy because um, even in Hebrews it talks about um, this loads and loads of really good people um, like heroes of faith um, how they were prosecuted, uh, persecuted and how they were too good for this world so mm. our home is not in this world and that is not where we find our value from and obviously mm. God knows that and he, I don't think he has that in our focus but at the same time I think speaking good things over yourself is very, very good, and I think yeah. it can't hurt. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, as, long as, yeah. as long as you're focused, cause I know a lot of people have their focus in in money, and that's where yeah. the issue can be. Okay. Um, but it's the love of money that's the issue, rather than money in general. So, would you kind of yeah. frown upon the uh, tele televangelists that would say, you know, say this um, every day, and then you get the big, the big bucks? Okay. You know? Go on, Devin, you finish your thoughts. I think it and then depends, I depends where the heart is. I mean, if the focus is on money all the time, then, yeah, there's an issue. But I, th- I think I think money should be brought up because it is a big part of life. Every now and then we should talk about, okay, so if you are in constant financial issues, we'll talk about what's going wrong yeah. with your finances and also help you claim wealth yeah. for your family as well so you can provide for them. But if it's constantly, oh, oh get money, get money, get money, and then you'll be yeah. happy or you'll be fulfilled or whatever, then obviously that's not right. It's funny because finances, that wasn't going to be part of what I was going to say, but finances is one of the, I think it's the second most mentioned topic that Jesus talks about in the Bible yeah. behind the kingdom of God, kingdom of God first and then finance. There's more to say about that than yeah. nearly anything else. But um, I think the whole name it, claim it, blab it, grab it brigade have, have kind of taken something I believe to be true, but maybe manipulated it to a, uh, a way in which it was never intended yeah. the the words being important words being powerful is scripture you know there's, you can't get away from it that our words like god's word the bible mm. and jesus as the word are all key things and uh key critical to understand how important yeah the things we say are mm. um yeah, I don't know if that answers your question for I, about if if I can add something. I yeah, think, I think as as you were saying, like a lot of people take it in vain and use the Lord's name in vain. But mm-hmm. when you're using the Lord's name, you're not just saying His name for the sake of it. You're actually using His authority, the authority that He has 
you can do that thing you can only do that for things that he would actually do that for himself so mm. so trying to claim things that he would not claim for you i just don't think works and i think i see no it's a waste of time yeah um, yeah and, and it puts your focus on that thing rather than you focus on what um god actually wants for you and be able to actually claim that rather than other stuff yeah and it, it are the things that people are applying that teaching are they selfless or are they selfish that's the thing is it mm. is it for the blessing of others or is it for self that people might be applying that whole philosophy on do you mean between the teachers or the people who follow the, the it? people who receive it i think i think there is a problem in some of the teaching of it has been twisted by the hearer to believe that such and such is true uh, i'm sorry if this is sounding a bit complex to anybody who's perhaps not familiar with what we're talking about but mm. the um yeah the the teaching that has been taken to be uh you know faith teaching there's nothing wrong with faith and teaching faith yeah. <laughs> but um yeah the, the whole like, concept of you can have whatever you want if you pray for it and ask mm. god for it no, it's not about what you want. He doesn't. God never promises to meet our wants. He promises to meet our needs. Yeah. Yes. And meet and his promises. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he he won't. Um, he he will always be faithful to his word. Yeah. To to the to the promises he makes. Yeah. An argument that you see is people saying, "Oh, well, the the father of faith, Abraham, was hugely mm -hmm. successful and very very wealthy mm -hmm. and had everything mm -hmm. they could ever want." But I think that's because God promised him individually that. You have obviously mm. other people who are great men of God and have mm. loads and loads of faith, as if you can measure faith, I don't know. Mm. Um, but they were in complete prosecution and had nothing okay. at all. So I don't think... Can, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I, we, if we go down the finance conversation, there's lots that we could say we won't have time for now. But I don't think God has a problem with money. That's why he talks about it so much in the Bible. I think he has a problem when money has us. Mm. He doesn't necessarily have a problem with us having money. But if money has us, the love of money is the root of all evil, not the money itself. Yeah. It's our attitude towards it. So there's that's that. Maybe we can come back to that another day. But in uh, just summing up my thoughts here, because I don't want to overrun and to steal your time. Um, I think my main concern I often see is when people don't recognise how powerful their words are, yeah. and this can be Christians and non-Christians yeah. alike, um, and they will speak and confess things that they don't want to come true, but in doing so actually speak their own realities. Mm. So, um, for example... Um, I remember a, a situation at church once many, many years ago where somebody went forward to be prayed for in an area of sickness and somebody prayed for them to be healed from whatever it was their condition was. And the, the lady it was came back and sat down and said to a friend of mine who was sat next to them, oh, that was wonderful. I really... Um, feel amazing you'd hardly know that i'd got it you know she'd spoken mm. as if what had happened at the front of the church hadn't really happened whatever mm. the condition was i don't know so immediately you think well to no effect now what 
it's just an expression of lack of faith that anything significant had happened. Yeah. So we have to be very careful and watchful of to what we say when we if we're praying for our own selves, if we've got sickness or uh, need in our own lives, or for other people as well. You know. Yeah. Um, I believe God wants to answer prayer, but sometimes we can block things happening by the things that we say about it. Yeah. I think likewise we have to be aware of things that are said over us. I mean, um, yeah. me and Beck experienced something, I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, people out of uh, of someone out of fear speaking something quite really nasty over our lives. And we had to yeah. we had to think, okay, what is this they're saying? Um, are we actually going to take this? No, we're going to speak against this and we're actually going to combat mm-hmm. this before it actually takes any route at all. Okay. And we have to be think... really aware of that, I think. I think it's also very important to give them a slap when someone does it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Personal opinion. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've got anything to say. Well, no. <laughs> well, okay, no, I, I do have one thing. Um, so, at once upon a time, I was given a list. I think I was in a church meeting. We were talking about this sort of thing. And then someone in, at the end of the preach, they gave out a list of, um, like, these Bible verses you should you could speak over yourself every day. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you guys think about that? Is that like a good idea? Do you yeah. think that makes sense? I think that does make sense. Obviously, depending yeah. on what the um, what it is that you're reading and what you're actually saying. Well, it's, it's all good stuff. But... Oh, yeah, if it's all good stuff, then yeah, it can't help. Mm. It can't hurt, and it affirms it of your life. I think things that you Just... generally don't believe or haven't accepted for yourself, you can. Yeah. You can speak it over yourself and try and train uh, yourself into. I guess exactly. I'm wondering if it's like yeah. ritualistic, though. That's all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we just do it because that's what I was taught to do, sort of thing, every day, just because, you know. Mm. The Bible talks about renewing our minds, doesn't it? And I think by using scripture and confessing scripture that's truth, the Bible, Christians believe the Bible to be truth, yeah. then that can be, have a very powerful impact on us. Yeah. Sort of like breaking a bad habit and making a new one sort of thing. If it's done out of like religion or ritual, yeah. then does it actually yeah. make any difference? No, probably not. No, no. I don't know. I mean, yeah. But th- there's, I mean, I, I, we're speaking now as Christians, but there are, there is real non-spiritual thinking on this that people know that. Um, you know what you say makes a difference to the way you perceive things and the way yeah. you, the way the way that things you know you are likely to attract good stuff to you if you're a positive speaking person. Yeah, it's, it's a good point because I was watching a YouTube video the other day about a guy just talking about how he got his life together or whatever, and this wasn't a Christian thing. Um, and he was just saying how he wrote this this short paragraph about where he wanted to be in five years mm-hmm. and what he wanted his life to look like. I want to be, or no, it sort of says I am a fit individual i love my wife all this good stuff mm, yeah. and it's like positive confession yeah yeah uh, even in a secular world point of view yeah it, yeah it does yeah. help to realign the way you think towards yeah. a yeah. certain way well, you see so, it on those like self-confidence tapes and everything like that like, yeah. <laughs> i am yeah. a strong independent woman <laughs> now you see yeah. you see if you took this from a a mocking point which some people listening might want to mock what we're saying the that that is true what we've just said those people do find those experiences and those activities work but it's true because it's 
truth, you know, and some of these fundamental truths work whether you understand them as a Christian or whether you understand them as a non-Christian. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, there's a certain revelation that you can see and understand that why and how these things are happening according to God's word. So it will work in a secular setting and it will work in a Christian setting. But it doesn't diminish it. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't diminish the power of what we say. But as a Christian, we can understand a bit more about what's really happening. So, yeah, there's much more we could say, and I'm not going to dwell on any anymore because I just wanted to talk about it in terms of encouraging us the three of us sat around the microphones now but encouraging anybody else who's listening perhaps <clears throat> who um finds themselves fall you know slipping into confessing bad things over your life or over situations and circumstances i'm going to post up those scripture verses <clears throat> if you want to look at them up on the youtube channel and uh do a little study on it and see what see what god's word's got to say about it mm. yeah jolly good Nice. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thoughts. Segment. Subject. Okay, guys. I, I wanted to talk a little about my recent experience with books. Uh-huh. Yeah. Reading. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're a bit of a bore, aren't they? I presume you've been reading. <laughs> do you like? Do you like reading a book, or do you like listening to a book? Okay. Well, yeah. So, for a little bit of background, I'd love to read or listen to audiobooks. Um. Yeah, so the last three I've been reading slash listening to have been a little disappointing. Now, the reason I want to say this is because they're all supposed to be some of the best sci-fi novels ever. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. It's not because they're not good books. It's just because they're not as good as I had hoped, considering, you know, they're supposed to be mm. the best. Yeah. So about a month ago, I finished reading iRobot. Mm. Um, that's one of, uh, which I call them, uh, Isaac Asimov's books yeah. mm-hmm. and um, the foundation books these are both the first books of two separate series of Isaac Asimov and mm. I'm well over halfway through Dune which is supposed okay. to be the best sci-fi yeah. uh, the film was novel. rubbish but okay, okay well, the book's <laughs> supposed to be brilliant <laughs> the film wasn't well thought of yeah, yeah so I guess what I kind of wanted to say was why do do you guys ever feel like you've got something that everyone loves but it's just a bit sort of meh to you like what's the big deal that's a good question especially Mm. i don't know if you do books but you know if you want to talk books that's good Mm. interesting i didn't expect that oh okay well i can talk a little about these books because or as to why i found them a bit meh if you like so what you're saying is you were disappointed by Isaac Asimov's writing, is that what you're saying? Uh, it yes. wasn't as good as he as it was portrayed to be. His reputation was of such a high stature that you expected more. I guess so, yeah. In what way? In, in uh, the content or just his style of writing? Okay, so if I give you a breakdown, I give you a breakdown of iRobot. Um, yeah. It's not at all like the film. Um, no spoilers. Uh, spoiler alert for iRobot, the book. Um, <laughs> is Will Smith not in it? Is it wasn't no. It? Was, it, was it Will Smith? It, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was. yeah. No, um, in the book, right, it starts with a um, a guy interviewing an old lady. Uh, and this old lady says how she uh, has been around since the beginning of time. Well, not, not really. Um, since the beginning of 
uh, robots, essentially, the invention mm. of uh, robots. And she depicts uh, in, in short snippets um, how robots seem to have evolved and have been able to break programming. Mm. Um, the reason I wasn't wholly enamored with the book was because it's so choppy. It's a bit... Oh, right. I, th I think it must be a con conglomeration of short stories because that's exactly how it, how it feels. It's like, and here's a bunch of people and okay. now we're going to go with them for five minutes and then, well, not five minutes, but like a whole story. And then we're back and then we're off somewhere else again. It's very... Yeah. Um, segmented. Yeah. yeah, you're being introduced and then you're off and then introduced again. You're off. It just doesn't make for a very good novel, in my opinion. Oh, really? Even though it does make a does uh, it, overarching does it go back to story. Those characters in the future. No, it's it's all based from this woman's point of view, but it goes from situation to situation and jumps like years and years, and it's very all jarring, place, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't want to give a whole review of the book, but um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That same sort of thing with the foundation one. It makes sense because it's the same writer, but um, there was really uh, one really good epic bit in the foundation book, but it was very short, right. so I don't think that redeems it mm. personally. What's your thoughts on June, So, if You say you're still in the middle of reading June. Uh, I'm well over half. I think I'm wrapping it up now. Uh, <sighs> what, you're not going to finish it? No, I am, yeah. I'm still oh, going for it. you are going to finish it. I'm yeah. actually reading that one, so it's a bit... Yeah, yeah, I, t I take my time. Yeah. A side question that just occurs to me is how, when do you decide whether you're going to persevere and carry on and hope a book gets better, or do you quit? Somebody said to me, if you ha if you're not engrossed in a book by the first fifty pages, then you shouldn't carry on. Really? How wow. do you feel about that? Do you, would you persevere to the end anyway, or um? The only book I've ever quit on was a um. Discworld book, and that was because oh. it was slamming on God far too hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, small Terry, God, Terry so Pratchett. I, yeah, Terry Pratchett. Pratchett. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not recommend that one. Um, okay. A lot, a lot of his books are actually really quite fun, and he pokes okay. at God a bit, but yeah. not so much. But he's then, big enough; he can take it. Yeah, yeah quite. Yeah, but yeah. Small Gods, it was just uncomfortable for me. It was just constant. okay. Yeah. So. uh yeah. So no, I, that I, was I, a side question. Sorry, I distract uh, from your point. I, yeah. I generally stick with a book because I've. Well, the reason I've been reading these three particularly is because I thought I know what I, I need to listen to some more sci-fi. So listen, read um, mm -hmm. more sci-fi novels because I'm generally a fantasy kind of guy. Oh right, okay. Um, so I looked, googled it, and these are all you know like the top few. Yeah. On Google. Okay. So. so yeah, you would have kind of thought that'd be really good, but I mean, maybe it's because they're in a series of their own. You have to persevere yeah. into the next one, and it gets really good. But well, I don't know. I, th I think I think the idea of sci-fi has changed a lot in in time, and what may be considered very very good back then, obviously made a huge name for the authors and for the book itself, um, may not be considered that good now. Um, so like, so. <laughs> It might be like a normal type of um, novel, but in a sci-fi based world, whereas now it would be a very very separate genre, if that makes any kind of sense. It does, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. So maybe you're expecting something that's not going to be it because it wasn't completely out in its own genre at the time. 
I don't think that's the case for these because iRobot is obviously all about robots, and that's kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, Foundation mm. was it was a pretty grand idea, but again, it was very choppy because it kept jumping mm. decades or whatever. Yeah. Um, I really like the premise behind that one, but the execution was just so weird. I think it must be because there were short stories smashed together. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Disjointed, these... do you think? Yeah. Disjointed, yeah. But yeah, no, yes, it's all good. So, what was your question again? <laughs> do you like Am anything? I crazy? <laughs> do you like anything that it, that you should like? But right, uh, Star Trek. Uh, what? <laughs> That's what we talked do, about before. So, your question is: Do we have something like uh, that we we really love, but generally is not thought, or or that other people uh, think of better? No, what was the question again? Yeah, okay, so. so if, it's, 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 if you should like something or people like something that you don't really think you'd like that much. Okay. So it's something that's supposed to be very, very, like a classic and it's supposed to be like very mm. well thought of, but you kind of like meh. Yeah, am I just a troglodyte or is this, uh, <laughs> is this a real thing? No, there was something on at Christmas that everybody was raving about and I've forgotten what it was now. Gavin and Stacy. Oh, yeah. Gavin and Stacey. Everybody said, oh, did you see Gavin and Stacey? It was amazing. Oh, because it was so big when it came out. Let me just mm. see when it came out. Yeah, Gavin and Stacey. When did it first come out? I don't know. It doesn't matter, really. But um, 2007. And uh, it then went away for a long time. And now it come back. And I never got into Gavin and Stacey then. And no. I wasn't interested in it now. So is that kind of what you mean? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's like trashy TV. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I was kind of thinking like, oh, this is so good. It's a classic. It's like the best uh, okay. there is, you know. Star Trek. Sort of like, <laughs> so I Star elevate Trek Star Trek to exactly. such a level. So I'm saying I, but, don't, I don't hate Star Trek. But, yeah, but, but people uh, mock. People do mock it, don't they? Do they? I think I thought people say it's the best uh, sci-fi uh, ever. Uh, no, you you laughed at if you considered a Trekkie, not a Trekker. Not anymore, I don't think. I mean, you used to be like, considered so. like a nerd. Yes. But not, not that, oh, it's a bad thing, or it's not actually good quality. Okay. I think I think the general consensus is that Star Trek is actually a good quality mm-hmm. um, show slash movies slash whatever. But I don't know, I don't really fancy it. No. But you love Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. And that will be a topic of conversation in a future episode, I'm sure. Uh, we okay, all love so, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So you're Gavin and Stacey and Star Trek. Yeah, you agree with me then that popularity doesn't exactly equal quality. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. Right. I, I'd say even so, like with um, pop songs as well now, like you could turn the radio, like Capital or whatever, and it's just, it's like... 90% of the songs that come on, I'm just like, what is this? Like, I could make this. It's, <laughs> there's no effort mm. in it at all. But apparently it's very, very popular and people like it and they like to just like blow out to Pop- Popularity is no account, is no barometer for quality. I've just made that up. Uh, yeah. But there's a phrase that says something like that. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Barometer's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I, I would just like to point out before I end my section. Um, I don't, I don't dislike these, uh, these books, yeah. but I, mm, yes, you're underwhelmed by them. Uh, if anyone wants to comment at me and 
Tell please, you do, please do at me. <laughs> nicely. <laughs> tell, tell me what you think. Tell him off nicely, because you remember yeah. what we were just talking about, how powerful our words are. Yeah, yeah, be careful. Yeah. Be, be <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Thank you. Is that it? Anything that else is, to that add? is it, I'm afraid. Nice. Um, I've, I've a got a Isaac Asimov book with a picture of a robot on the front, but I've never read it. So ah. do you think I've probably got other more important things I could do in my time? Uh, probably. It turns which one. I mean, I only I know think... iRobot, so... I can't remember what it's called. Mm. I mean, I know what you mean. You say Isaac Asimov, and everybody knows one of the top sci-fi writers of all time, don't you? Yes, yes. But you kind of hoped for more, did you? Yes, I won't be watching reading the next one, so that no. messes it all, doesn't it? That's a shame. But you see, Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote 2001, and remember not many years ago, it was re-released on in a cinema release, wasn't it, to mark the 50th, yeah, yep. 2000. It was a, a film, came out in 1968, so on its 50th anniversary, you and, and well, the three of us and some other people went to watch that, didn't we? Yes, I'd never seen it before. Yeah, me neither. it was a, a tremendous film. Um and it still stands up, I think, even though it's 50. We, I don't think, I think we came away thinking, was that really a 50 year old film? You know, <laughs> I can't it was very, very trippy. That's what I thought. Trippy. Only the last bit. Yeah. yeah. But my point of mentioning Arthur C. Clarke was that I've tried reading some of his other materials and not been as impressed. That's my mm. point. Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. The 2010 film was quite good. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Nice. Thank Moving you. Moving on. That ends. Thank you very much. Devon's segment. Subject. And for mine, a less intelligent, maybe, discussion. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not like you. You usually bring a, a, a proper air of intelligence to our conversation. Maybe I contribute to other people's segments. Well, rather than mine, because mine is now is on the subject of esports. I don't know uh, how much anybody is aware of esports, or uh, I might have something to say about this. Oh gosh, exactly. I've been doing a little bit of research, and I've but, I've but Devin, yes, what, what is esports? <laughs> electronic sports. So basically, people wow. playing video games um, in front of lots of people for lots of money, uh-huh. and for some numbers. Um, I'm bringing this up right now because it's the start of the season for the year. Um, everything's starting to kick off for this year, finally, mm-hmm. after 29 days, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. for, for CSGO, we've got two $1 million tournaments called Majors. Um, CSGO for yeah, everybody else? Yeah, CSGO. What is it? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. First Thank person to game. And then there's okay. Dota 2, and they've got the International. Um, last year, they had a $34.3 million prize pool. And it made players millionaires instantly. Um, wow! Serious cheddar cheese, isn't it? Yeah. And mm. League of Legends World Championship last year hit um, 3.9 million consecutive watches um, at its peak. Wow. Um, the global esports market is estimated to reach 1.6 billion dollars by 2021. That's next year. Um, so my question is: I don't know how much people are aware of it, or how much people know much about it, but. Um, do you think that esports are a thing that are going to take over conventional sports with new oh. generations? Is it going to oh. run, run alongside, or is it just going to? It's just a phase that's going to fizzle out 
in time. Okay. I don't think it's going to fizzle out because it is so very popular and it's only going to get more popular with the better games, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's me. It's, <laughs> I think, I'm sure you've got more to say than that, but I'll no chip in. I think it's, it's an unseen phenomenon mm. to most, to most people. People are shocked if you said those figures to them, aren't they? Yeah. I think, I mean, there was recently, it did make the headlines when whoever won the world championship at Fortnite, yeah, Fortnite wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not only because it's such a popular game with the kids nowadays. Yeah, I think it? one player won like yeah. $3 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then something. suddenly all the kids in their bedroom said to their parents, See, mum, I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I'm going to be a. But a people have been doing that for years, though, making like really yeah. good livings. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we all we all know. I'm sure that how much of a living you can make playing games, and YouTubing and other such stuff. I know that's a whole separate subject, but um, esports is interesting. I don't think it'll ever replace actual physical sport because I think people will always. It's in the human nature since mm. Greek times. The Olympians have um, wanted to show prowess in physical ability haven't they you know yeah. uh, and it's going to be part of human nature so f physical sport isn't going away but do you think the viewership of those would diminish and esports take over with, with new generations because um, a, a lot of people have no interest at all in any physical sports but mm. only in esports are they two separate audiences do you think or do you think some people cross over between the two it seems like it's mostly young people which makes yeah. it a generational thing in a couple of generations it may yeah. change completely but I don't know Will you still be watching esports when you're fifty something? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you still be participating in esports? Oh, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, Your response time slow down. I have to say, you have yeah. to play more sedate games. Same time. thing as also physical sports as well. I've been watching a lot of um, UFC, MMA recently. Yeah. And you, get, you get some people obviously in their thirties, but obviously not much you, older than that. What, come on, give us some definitions. UFC, Ultimate Fighting Champion. Okay. mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm on behalf of my generation, I need a definition. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you see it's yeah. quite new, actually. So, yeah, I should have, okay. I should have mentioned. Yeah, clarify that, yeah. Yeah, I've been okay. watching a lot of that recently. which is, It's very, very different in terms of, like, the playability as well. Like, you don't have to buy a game and buy a computer mm -hmm. to be able to punch someone in the face. You just no. go down to the local MMA club or whatever and learn, I don't know, jiu-jitsu or whatever it is that you Almost want to get a belt at the weekend. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or just grab a football and kick a football around with your mates and that kind of thing to actually yeah. get involved in the actual sport. Whereas uh -huh. if, if I want to be able to play on the same, the same ground as everyone else on Counter-Strike Global Offensive, for example, I need to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on equipment to be able to even mm. do that. I think... I think there's probably still multi, many, many more times people, I don't know uh, the mm. actual number, so I'll make it up, a hundred okay. times more kids playing, kicking football around in the parks than there are people taking part in esports tournaments, maybe watching uh, as well, but yeah. I think the football kicker might be doing that before it gets dark of an evening and then going home and watching esports in the evening on YouTube. Yeah, but I mean, they could just jump on and play a game for themselves, just like they just jumped down yeah. the park and played for themselves. Like, even if yeah. they're not actually playing an esports tournament, just like they're not playing in a tournament yeah. in the park. 
they could okay. be doing it at home just so casually. I think I'm convinced in that the average kid is more of a gamer in the, his bedroom than he. Do you think so? And we all know the kids of today are the adults of the future. So I, I have a feeling, yeah, maybe esports will take over. Take over? Yeah. Mm. I think it's that. So you're a fan of football. Is it one because your parents are maybe, or two because uh, you you go out and play football with your mates and that's just something you like. And I think the less people do that, and I think people are doing that a lot less now that they have other options. Mm. Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to quantify, isn't it? There's still after-school sports clubs. There's still Sunday league football teams. We, we all know probably in our own church environments a number of families that can't come to church on Sunday because their kids are in a football yeah. team, you know, and that's just a small snippet of society, I know. But um, football is always going to be popular, I think, with young people as well as older people. But always, like always, say, always is a big word, though. It's accessible. That's why it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, children in countries where they haven't even got electricity are still kicking around uh, something in the in the dust in the street, aren't they? Yeah. You know. But, but you, you throw around always. Like right now, yeah, of course, for, football in mm. this country is extremely popular, the most popular mm. sport slash any kind of yeah. competition ever in this country. That's uh, that's UK football, aka um, soccer. Soccer, soccer for any of our American <laughs> viewer out there. Yeah, inter- international, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but if esports gets more and more popular with the rise of um, gaming, like in- internet cafes pop up more, so you can literally just go down to the internet cafe, pay a few quid to have a few hours on their computer, just like you mm. would at a, I don't know, a Sunday football tournament mm. or whatever. Okay. thing is, I reckon you'd be hard-pressed to find a kid who doesn't have an, a games console. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. And I think it's... maybe at least half don't yeah. have a football, you know? But they're all playing Fortnite. Oh, yeah. But there is there is eForce in Fortnite. Yeah. There is, okay. There's eSports. Yeah, there's potential yeah, for eSports yeah, in most games. As we said, yeah. Yeah. I think they, they sunk $100 million into the production of Esports in Fortnite alone, mm. yeah, just for the production of it and everything. Okay. For the prize, they're not. All, yeah, interesting. It's not going away, is it? It's uh, certainly gaining momentum. Yeah, and 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 it's got yeah. You say the money is piling in onto these tournaments. Mm. Now, now I'm interested to know what you think about this. I was listening to another podcast on the subject of gaming, and I, I try and broaden my horizons um and uh the presenter was talking to some esports ex you know or tournament organizer i mean they you get invited onto teams don't you and the top teams are like really thought so highly of and sought after to get invited to play on a top team these players anyway though and what really riled me, and you might shoot me down in flames now, was that he was talking, this tournament, sorry, the team manager yeah. was talking about his athletes. Yeah. Say again? It's not as easy as it sounds, yeah? Athletes. Mm. Can we really call somebody who takes part in a Counter-Strike tournament, even at the top highest level, an athlete, 
What do you describe an athlete as? What do they need to have? I think you have to be athletic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and athletics involves physically athletic physical training. Yeah. yeah. Where you have to get out of breath. <laughs> to get out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see. I mean, their, their thumb muscles must be very strong. And I did wonder about asking this question. I'll jump to my next question now. Um, you know, these top athletes and sportsmen in the old fashioned. Conventional sense, sports, yeah. Conventional right. sports. Yeah. <laughs> old fashioned. Conventional sportsmen yeah. will ensure certain parts of their body. Are these esports top performers insuring their thumbs for millions of pounds? <laughs> Problem, no. It's a throwaway question. I and, didn't mean it seriously. It's, it's not really thumbs as well. I mean, the most paying yeah. and most prolific games are on um, mouse and keyboard. So, Wrists. mouse and keyboard. So, yeah. so index the... fingers as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know of a. Well, Multifunctioning thumbs and hands, yeah, fingers and hands. Okay. I actually know of a pretty uh, famous internet uh, artist who is insured his hand. So, yeah. you know. Wow. And he, I doubt he makes millions, I have to say. Wow. There you go. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And, uh, there's loads of cases of where um, these professional players get things like RSI, repetitive strain, strain injury. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't believe like that. that. I mean, yeah. it happens a lot and there is risk, risk to it. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, but also, is are they athletes? I don't know. Probably not. But I consider them that. No, I'd, I'd call mm. them professional gamers or um, just professional esport players. See, I wouldn't call a snooker player an athlete, mm. uh, or a darts player, a darts player, an athlete, or a the chess Google player, an athlete. But they all participate <laughs> in sport. Yeah, they're yes. sportsmen. And the Google probably... definition of athlete. Yeah, have you done um, that? Go on. Um, it does uh, define it as a physical exercise uh, yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I was right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you trust Google, I suppose. Yeah. They, the managers are obviously very, very invested in their, their players, their, their organisation. Sure which is it's probably why they're trying to refer them as athletes to try and pay them respects. But yeah. are they actually athletes, as I say? Probably not. I don't think referring but... to them as sportsmen is showing them any disrespect. I think that's still mm. a valid... Um, you know, if you like, oh, I'm trying to think what to, how to call it, but it's still valid to call them sportsmen. Yeah. But athletes, you know, yeah. An athletics tournament is where you get the term ath- athletic sports require. I see. I wouldn't necessarily call, although I, I make I might contradict myself. Formula One drivers have to be incredibly fit physically yeah. to withstand the g-forces when you do a two-hour race at 180 mile an hour you come at they get out that car sometimes they need carrying out of the car to the podium hmm. or you know help to get there sometimes they're jumping for joy and and it maybe it's less so these days than it used to be in the old older generations of motorsport but there's a definite that they spend hours in the gym to maintain the level of fitness that allows them to perform in their sport. So I think you could call a Formula One driver an athlete because of the amount of intense training they have to perform. Well, to be quite fair, they have to be quite thin to fit in those chairs, don't they? They're very small holes mm. to get in there, isn't it? Yeah. But can you succeed? Can you succeed in esports if you're if you're unfit? 
18 stone and got a heart condition. You can succeed, yes. Although the most popular and most, um, not popular, the most, um, like the best teams right now, especially in Counter-Strike, have things like yeah. diet routines, um, exercise routines, sports oh, therapists, sure. that kind of health. thing. Good, yeah. You have to be in good health, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and it, it, help, it helps them a lot because it's um, happy mind, like no, happy yeah. body, happy mind, everything, everything's connected. Yeah. And I think I obviously they that. do train, um, but obviously it's very, very mental instead, mm-hmm. uh, strategy wise as well. But uh, as, as, as I say, I don't, I, I think I agree with you with the athletes part, um, but that's, that's, nothing to, that's nothing to take away from how mm. relevant they are in the in the sport no. world, right? I agree. Now. Yeah, I agree. especially in Asia as well. They 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 walk down the street and they they screamed out. They yeah, actual and they deserve that. It's a skill. It's a real skill, and yeah. it should be it should be uh, acknowledged as such. It's not just kids playing games. This, these are talented sportsmen. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, me and me and Ford went to with, with some of the people went to London for one of these yeah. Counter Strike uh, majors. Yeah. Um, so it's a million dollar tournament, and you're literally walking down the street after the tournament, and you could hear <laughs> people shouting the name of mm. most famous British Counter Strike player, yeah. and people just screaming his name down the street, even if he wasn't around. Yeah, yeah a celebrity because, because yeah, they were off the high of it. And yeah, it's a celebrity. Yeah, celebrity but it was very culture. Yeah, it's very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but that's, I wish we had that's longer it. to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my take anyway. Yeah. I'm glad we had a chance to discuss it, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And now it's time for Random Random Okay, guys. Homework. We've come to that point in our conversation. And we probably will have to keep this reasonably brief, unfortunately. Mm. We ran over a bit on some of our timings. Um, We were challenged by Ford, I think, this time. Yes, indeed. To play for an hour or a level, or, sorry, a side mission from the game Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Two. <laughs> Who wants to go first? What did? What was your experience like? How did you get on? Did you enjoy it? Was there any problems? Any comment in the game in general? I, I don't want to go first because I've got quite a bit to see. Have you? I don't want to step on your toes. Yeah. All right, okay, I'll go first. So this is my first time, so I worked through the tutorial and then did, did one of the side missions. Um, yeah. I found the, the tutorial. Do you mean yeah. the you began the story mode from the beginning? Did you? Yes, yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Where they're showing you everything and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's um, a bit drawn out, but yeah, okay. Yeah, the I snowy the, mountains. Yeah, I yeah. found the cutscene graphics to be a little below average, to be honest. Oh no! Really? Uh, yeah, and I thought the women's faces looked scary beyond all belief. They were. There were no attractive women in Red Dead Redemption. That, that's not true. <laughs> you uh, haven't played it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones that are meant to be attractive don't really have much attraction. I mean, I'm not attracted to them because I'm attracted to somebody else already, but you, you, know, you know what I'm saying. I think maybe you've of got course. some weird things in your brain. Go on. <laughs> really weird. Um, in terms of gameplay, I found it a bit unresponsive. Mm. A bit like you, you'd want to turn your horse around or something and, or turn to the left a bit, and it, it, there's a bit of lag. I don't know if that's intentional to make it like you're trying to control a horse here. It's not going to be instant. But, um, yeah, and maybe when I would uh, try and get my weapon out or whatever, it'd take a little while. I have, I have thought about that, and I've thought that's actually... I think it is intentional to make the animation seem lifelike. 
So rather than mm-hmm. like turning around on the spot, like a lot of games do, it yeah. doesn't look real at all. Obviously, if, if AI do that as well, your NPC is doing that, and it's it doesn't look real and it doesn't feel real and doesn't immerse you. So I think it's mm-hmm. the same for other games that they've made, like um, GTA and like um, games that we were talking about. I think was it last week? Yeah, With Witcher is similar to that as yeah. well. Um, okay. But yeah, it feels it makes. I think it's made to feel more lifelike. I found right. it a little, a little distracting, but then I wasn't playing it for very long, so maybe I just sure. didn't get into it. But yeah, um, did you? Was it an enjoyable experience for you? Then, yes, the, it with was. Those, with those negative points aside. Oh, I, we probably should have said off the offset. Uh, it is a bit uh, eighteen, so you you want to watch yeah. out if you're sensitive to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone mm. else? Yeah. I so I, I get. Gonna I think it was an ex- yeah. it's an extremely ambitious game. Um, Rockstar made it, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, same people who did GTA, but obviously it's very, very different to what they've done before, mm. and a completely new world. Kind of obviously this is the first one, but it's, it, the way that did it, it was very ambitious. There was a lot to it. It was amazingly well put together. I think like there was a there's a part I was riding along with um, a character called Lenny, and I went a bit too fast, and he fell back. And I was like in the middle of a sentence, and it finished that sentence. And then Lenny caught up and said, "And what did you say?" And then I started the sentence <laughs> again, and then quickly flowed back into it again. I'd never oh, seen wow. that on a game before. It, it no. actually it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, mm, the attention to detail of that. I think there's there's a lot of things to do within the game. That like I clever. don't really get bored. Like you can do like stealing horses and wagons, playing poker and dominoes. Lots of side missions and like hunting, like legendary mm. animals, that kind of thing. Lots of things to complete. And oh, it's a massive game. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, Counterford's point about it looking below average, I think obviously depends on what console you're using. Uh, I, I, I was talking cutscenes, by the way. Cutscenes, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was going to put in the cinematic mode as well. Obviously, you can go into cinematic mode where you're riding along. You can do that at any point in time. And there's different camera angles even along the road. That you're normally riding down that follow Arthur along really well and it's like how is this actually part of the game like they've put this camera angle in here by this rock mm. on a random road it's really really cool and yeah. It's, yeah I think it's great looking I think if you played it on PC or on a PlayStation Pro or Xbox One yeah. X then it looks better than on a normal PlayStation or normal Xbox okay. One mm. I guess I'm considering it from a nowadays graphics level Mm. I'd, I expect it's not better. that old. There, there, there I, are, I it's not old at all. I mean, there are better games look, looking like Crisis. Yeah. Um, it's a classic one. Um, Crisis is very, very good looking, but to be able to run mm. on a um, normal like PS4 or Xbox One, obviously the graphics do take a take a backseat. Mm. But it's, I think it's still good looking anyway. Brilliant. Yeah. Shall I say what I was going to say? Yes, you should. Yes. Thank you. I'm I'm mightily impressed by this game. I I bought the PlayStation 4 Pro with the Red Dead Redemption bundle thing yeah. a year ago a year ago now, and uh, I've played the game probably to about thirty percent, then put it down for quite some months, not really touched it for a while. But going back to it for this homework challenge is really. Uh, excited me I've enjoyed the time I've spent mm. on it took me a little while I must admit I forgot how to put my gun away and yeah. so when I was in the streets of Saint Denis yeah. got uh, 
soon got cautioned by the cops, but still couldn't put my gun away. So he tried to hide behind my horse. And then <laughs> it started coming in from all angles, the cops. And so I had to run. And then I hid in somebody's garden. Then I forgot how to crouch behind a tr- bush. No, so I got, like, ki- I got killed. I was dead. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so a bit too realistic. Um, but once I'd remembered how to control control Arthur, um, it was uh, it was an exciting um, mission. I had to do the money lending and other sins mission one, I think it's called, where yeah. uh, one of your campmates, we call them that, Leopold Strauss. Yeah. yeah, he sends you off to go and recover some debts. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was two different debtors that you have to go to. And you get immersed, really immersed. Yeah. Like, I have to threaten these people, but I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, yeah, thank- yeah. thankfully, you know, I'm, I don't, I, I guess I allow my real world ethics to overflow into my gaming as well. And, uh, you know, if I can get them to pay up, because you've got to as part of the game, without mm. having to thump him, then I will. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you don't like to kill chickens, do you, in Minecraft? I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> no, or any any of the animals in Minecraft. Well, right. I was actually thinking that. I was playing it today as well. Um, yeah. I was thinking that I was on the, I think, maybe the number two mission from Leopold Strauss. And yeah. I collected more debts, but this time it's from... Um, a man took out a loan. I don't want to spoil too much for anybody or for you. Yeah. Man took out a loan, uh, but he died, so it got passed on to his widow and his son. Oh yeah. But you oh, still yeah. have to go and collect the debts while they're packing all their stuff oh. and having to move, like sell that... the house and everything. But you just have to yeah. cold bloodedly go in and just take their money from them. And yeah. Then, and then you just like you can see as Arthur Morgan. You, I don't know if it's different in different playthroughs. As Arthur Morgan, you haven't got any remorse or anything. Like you're the bad yeah. guy, but you forget yeah. that you're the bad guy. Yeah. It really throws up some emotions, doesn't it? That's probably the next mission I'll have to do because it was a farmer who was sick and his wife and his son, and his wife comes running out when you're talking to the farmer and she says, leave me alone, can't you see he's not well, you know? And it's really quite emotive and in the end Arthur lets him be, but obviously you've just, spoiler alert, you've told me what's about to happen, I'll I'll have to go back. (laughs) back to that farm again and um, do what you've just said. Mm. Uh, but I, t- I will just say quickly, the um, what I'm so impressed by the game is just the environments. I just love walking a- and riding around the environments and standing on top of a hill, uh, looking at the scenery. I love it. You yeah. know, the wildlife. Um, yeah. There was another incident that really did annoy me, a negative, is I was walking down a narrow alleyway and this guy was in the way. This was while I was still in Saint-Denis, after I worked out how to put my gun away um, (laughs) or not get it out accidentally that time. Um, And he kind of started getting annoyed with me because I might have bumped into him. And we ended up in a fist fight, but I couldn't get away from the fist fight. I wanted to back off. I wanted to run away, you know, mm. and not get it. So, I, in the end, I, I, I didn't win the fist fight. He killed me killed by thumping you. me. Yeah, wow. because I could have probably got a knife out and stabbed him or shot him, but I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> so, is there a way of avoiding 
fist fights. I don't know. I thought there was. I thought you could just point in that direction and just tap Well, I tried that. I tried that, but I couldn't seem to get away. Anyway, that's probably my inability to play the game very well. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But, so, how do we do this? Do we rate it? Uh, yeah, how, many, how many six shooters out of ten do you give it? Oh, I'd give it five and a half six shooters. I was going to go five and a half. Oh, out, out of ten yeah. or out of six? Yeah, out of ten. Out of ten. Oh, it's got to be out. It's got to be out of six. If it's oh, all right, all right, shooter. fine. Yeah, so six shooters out of six. <laughs> five and a half out of six shooters. <laughs> yeah, that would be my rating. Five and a half. I see. Yeah, it's not perfect, say, but it's very, very good. Yeah, I'd give it a four. I mean, I did have a good time, but like I say, it's it was, uh, for a modern game. I was expecting better. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, but then I've only played the tutorial in a bit, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you should play some more and get back to us if you've changed your mind or not. Mm. It's a great game. And it gets better, I think, because the more you play it, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But it is violent. There's yeah. some swearing. Another thing I want, obviously, we're going over quite a lot, but another thing I really want to know is very interesting how, because um, Rebecca's playing it as well, and there's one point that you get a lot of money. And she got to that point, and she's still got all of her money. She's got like four grand, or like mm. three grand, something like that. I got to that point, I got four grand, and now I spent it all, and I only got five hundred dollars anymore. And she's like, "How mm. on earth did you spend all that money?" And so <laughs> like, I just went and just went to town and literally bought everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's just really cool how obviously two different players can do different things throughout this yeah. big world, and yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. And of course, then there's also the whole online experience, which we none of us, I don't think, have really enjoyed yet. You, unless you have to, um, I need to pay for it. Yeah. To play it so. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Interesting. You. It's homework time, and farewell, farewell. Are we setting next week's homework now? Yes. Yes. Uh, so homework for next week, ideas, people. Well, I think I said last week. Should we? And as you already did a bit of a book review today, shall we read oh, yes. something? Uh-huh. And to con- as a kind of follow on to our previous spiritual conversation, let's read something. One of the shorter books from the Bible, do you think? The Bible. The Bible. Yeah. That's our first not X-rated random chat. This. <laughs> <It would laughs> yes. yeah. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> uh, eighteen rated. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, I think Ford suggested, did you not? A book yes. you, in pre-show recording, you mentioned yes. something. We, we don't talk off air, do we? What, what yeah. point? Well, we don't plan this, do we? No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think John 2, it's the second shortest book in the Bible, so we should be able to manage it. Uh, yeah. And I think it's got quite a lot in there that we could probably get our teeth into. Yeah. Bro, I'm down. Mm. Very good. Sounds good. Very good. But I will just say this, even though it's a short book, I'd like to propose something next week. We don't report back on our homework. We do something slightly different. We thought, even though it's early days for this podcast, that once a month we might bring in another voice and have a guest speaker. What? We're still working on who that might be. Several thoughts. Yeah. Uh, are possible so we might use our um, random chatting section next week for a guest speaker yep. so watch the space listeners well, listen to it. this and space if that happens in random chatting we push the week after yes so we'll be yeah. coming back to report on the book of John 2 oh no sorry 2 John 2 John sorry yes yeah. you're right because John 
two means John chapter two. Yeah. 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 No, you want two John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in two weeks time or two episodes time. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you guys like what we've been throwing out here at Fear of Anything, uh, make sure you guys hit the subscribe or the like or comment or, or all the buttons, really, I guess. Uh, just mash your hands all over the keyboard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> One of them will be right, yeah. Uh, it, and you can also follow us at Twitter as well, at Theory of Any Ting. That's T-I-N-G. Um, <laughs> ting. 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 Yeah, it, it, and okay. also, you can always email us at the uh, fear of anything at hotmail.com if uh, if you want to. You so know, we're on Twitter as well, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, we're on Twitter. We have I say, a tweet up. Yeah. A tweet, yeah. yeah. Let's get some more Twitter. The great thing about Twitter is that we can continue some of these conversations away yeah. from the podcast, add things that we forgot to mention, or answer questions that may yeah. pop up. So go follow our Twitter. Also, if you have anything you want to ask us, tell us so, then we can might respond to it. Might. You know, on the next we'll podcast. Yeah. yeah. As we did earlier today. Indeed. Exactly. Cool. Thank you, gents. Thank you. You have a great week. Yeah. You too. And uh, look forward to sitting around the microphone again with you all. And one final quick last shout out. Thank you so much to our producer, producer editor, Trinity, for all yay. she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, speak to you all again soon. Yeah, see you a bit. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.